1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on a dramatic weekend across Scottish football. Rangers now trail by seven points after losing to St Johnston. So where does this leave Giovanni van Bronckhorst? Celtic left it late to win against Dundee United amid more handball and VAR drama. And there were big wins for the likes of Hearts, Aberdeen, Livy and Ross County with plenty more controversy across the board. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight is Kenny Miller and Roger Hanna. Well, we had a Premiership card spread over three days at the weekend, Gordon. It's maybe just as well so we could cope with all the excitement. We had five goal thrillers, one by Aberdeen and Livy on Friday night. A five goal thriller, one by Ross County on Saturday. That's before Celtic's six goal thriller. A five goal thriller, which I won't mention when you're listening too much at Tynecastle yesterday and that's even before we look at Perth and a defeat that has heaped much more pressure on Giovanni Van Bronckhorst I have a feeling two hours might not be long enough tonight Absolutely explosive weekend it was Roger uh, not only all the goals and the, the six goals and five goal thrillers but there's big comeback wins for teams as well showing great character huge results and then with what went on up in Perth yesterday I think we'll strap ourselves in tonight and get ready for the for the onslaught which is always going to be coming when, when results come this way and, and one of the Glasgow teams falls that far behind the other Come on then 0141951 Rangers fans what is going through your mind tonight take us through the game yesterday where did it go wrong and where does this leave you overall is this the end of the road for the manager or is it still too early for that type of talk you decide 0141951 Celtic fans the combination of all that stuff and your win means it's 7 points that must please you of course there was a bit of handball VAR drama Across the weekend that you might want to discuss And it wasn't the only ground Tynecastle yesterday, five goal thriller Lots of VAR talking points there Big wins for various teams actually When you look at Ross County and uh, Livy And then you're going to lapse back on Friday night of course Along with uh, Aberdeen as well So come on down 0141 951 Just to put you in the mood What was the result of the weekend, Kenny Miller? I think I'm going to go for Hearts Coming, winning with, with 10 men early 2-0 up get dragged back to 2-2 two, two, but show incredible character to go 3-2 oh, whatever Roger hey, needs to be St Johnson doesn't it mm-hmm. um, a terrific win yesterday uh, two terrific goals and it's lifted Callum Davidson's team into the top 6 and it's left Rangers and Giovanni Van Bronckers with a mountain to climb yeah I mean I've got a funny feeling we'll get back to that game between now and 8 o'clock just once or twice 01419511025 by the way uh, goal of the weekend Kenny I've got to go for Brown and against Rangers it was a, an incredible strike at a moment where it was probably one of their only ventures forward in that half but a wonderful strike and to beat a goalkeeper like Al McGregor for that distance it would take some goal and, and some strike so yeah one I think it was his first as well yeah, Cam Davis didn't even score them in training so uh, yeah wonderful strike yeah Roger I don't think you would argue too much what else gets the nod don't, oh. do not say either of Andy Halliday's no, lucky uh, I'm going all the way back to the first Good. game of the weekend in Friday yeah, night well with Audrey Leighton Clarkson for Aberdeen against Hibs the Fourth goal, a uh, delicious back heel, a couple of lovely touches, and then quite a powerful back heel finish as well. I, I, I was David it was a miscontrol, that's what led to the back heel, Roger. Just, just, oh, I wonderful it. touch. <laughs> right, he sort of planted his feet, didn't he? As if to give the back heel the relevant force. Uh, right, this could take a while, and we don't have long because I want to get to the phones. Howler of the weekend, anyone? 
Craig Gordon will get sent off for the same game as uh, as my uh, performance. I think it's a sending off for for Craig Gordon. Your, and, old, uh, your old teammate. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, but it's a penalty. It's a. I know he was mm. saying he, he got a touch on the ball. He never. It probably should have been a yellow card. He'll be on the phone to you, Roger. A third Monday show after three weekends of VAR. It would be disappointing not to have a handball controversy. I'll go for the penalty given against Celtic. Alejandro Bernabe, handball. What's he supposed to do? Chop his hand off. His arm off. Well, that seems a bit, maybe, maybe a bit extreme. But um, yeah, handball, I don't think we've heard the, rest, the end of that for this season. And not just here, by the way, across the... I noticed some other questionable ones. I think we maybe send Hugh Keevans to the IFAB headquarters and get him to. He's not got an iPhone. How can he go to <laughs> IFAB? Put the case forward. Right, individual performer of the weekend. Sorry, Gordon. This is where you take your headphones off and put your fingers in your nah. ears. Two goal. Don't don't do it to me. Well, I'm not doing from tonight's show specifically. For Kenny, do you want to give it to him or I give it to him? I'm giving it to him all day long. Our, our very own oh, man. Andrew Halliday, four and four from left back. It's not as grudgingly And a header grudging well. For the second week in a row <laughs> yeah. I would grudgingly admit It's not a bad contribution is it? Well I'll then give it to The St Johnson manager Callum Davison mm. James Brown has had His goal Up in lights uh, I think Callum Davidson He was without his first choice goalkeeper He was without his captain And the guy who anchors The middle of the defence And having had the pain of losing to Celtic in that fashion a couple of weeks ago when Georges Giacomakis scored in the 95th or 96th minute. It's a huge result for him and a huge result for St. Johnson. Right, come on then. That's just to put you in the mood. 01419511025. Let's start with that game in Perth yesterday. Rangers fans, what's happening? Where are you at? How would you sum up your feelings? I mean, we've given you a day to calm down. But I don't know if it's had the desired effect. So just talk us through how you're feeling about the game yesterday specifically and, of course, Overall, I mean, is it the end of the road for the manager? You see all this stuff on social media. I wonder how that translates to the real life and, and how things go forward from here. We go pretty quickly on to a big game uh, against Aber- um, against Hearts. Sorry, midweek. That could be quite the atmosphere. Uh, so pick up the phone. Let us know. 01419511025. Tam is a Rangers fan. How are you feeling, Tam? Well, Gordon, uh, I was at a party for the St. Johnston game. It was full of Celtic supporters. It was embarrassing. It was like I had the Sunday from hell. <laughs> I was going to you say, know, you've not had a good day there, Tom. I've, I've not had a good day. And, uh, you know, Gio, I think, he's not reached the heights that we've expected from a Rangers manager. I think we need to go, and we need to get someone of the, of the stature required. Uh, you know, when Mr. Gerard left the club for Aston Villa, I thought Neil Warnock would have been a great appointment, but he's now been, he's now retired. Um, I've seen a few people on social media ask for David Martindale from Livingston. He's someone who absolutely gets this club it would definitely make us tick. And I think if we can beat them at New Year, I think the title will be in the bag. And that's only if Mr Wilson and the Rangers board act now. That's two, like... two very different suggestions, I must say. Um, like, Tam, let's, if, let's rewind one step because you've still got a manager. Definitely time for him to go in your mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, to go from, from, from being six points in front to, to where we are now at seven points behind is absolutely unacceptable. Right, Roger, where are we on this? Is it well, where, where Fans will always do this first. You know, fans will always be first to make that noise and then everyone else catches up and decides that, yeah, that's fine. It's a legitimate time to, to have these conversations. Are we there? Um, I think we're definitely in a conversation today. The problems run very deep. And I don't think... Listen, if any Rangers fans don't like what I'm going to say in the next minute or two, now's the time to phone in. 
But the status quo can't continue This Rangers team has regressed dramatically Since Europa League final Six months ago Look at the form since the transfer window closed Played 15, they've won 6 Lost 8 Conceded you know, the Conceding goals There's only been 3 clean sheets I think in those 15 games The worst ever Champions League group Stage display by any team in history they're seven points behind Celtic. They're dropping points at home to Olympics and they're losing at St. Johnson. So at times like this, Gordon, one of two things has to happen. Either the board give the current manager a big sack of money to go and improve this team or the board go and get a manager that they think can improve these players because the current manager isn't improving these players. The players are getting worse. The team's getting worse. The results are getting worse. So either it's new players... Or it's a new manager Because the status quo can't continue Manager tends to take the fall Because it's easier Than getting a whole new team Kenny Where are Rangers at overall then? Well it's hard to uh, <laughs> It makes grim reading What Rogers just read out to us there But it does It starts and finishes with the manager He prepares the team He picks the team He's going to take all the slack For any poor results And poor performances And, and, and that's it It does There is a lot of issues That go on Is it, is it the right time? I absolutely agree with Roger that I think it's up to the football club to make the decision to either back or to sack. It's as simple as that. And if they back Giovanni and they believe at the football club that he's the man to lead this team and turn their fortunes around, get the break, get again, last week it was get nine points, now it's get six points this week and the next five days, get to the break, get all your players back and do whatever work needs to be done to improve what we're watching on the field he play at the moment because ultimately that has not been good enough and it's been said on numerous occasions over the last month or so if it continues the status quo that what Roger's talking about Rangers mm. lose the league and Celtic win it comfortably it's as simple as that Tam were you already in that camp before yesterday or is it yesterday that's tipped you over the edge well do you know what um, I, like I said he, he, the football's been turgid but yesterday I was sat there at this party they were calling him Giovanni Le Guin. that is the stage we've got to Gordon and I think something is the club needs to act. Yeah, I mean, Roger, the, it's the the winning of games ugly, winning ugly. You, you, you know, you get away with for so long. When results start catching up with those performances, then you know you've got a whole different situation on your hands, don't you? Like this is what we're seeing now. We've already we just had this a couple of weeks ago with Livy, although they got a draw that day. It's got even worse. The points gap's getting bigger. So this is where it becomes that. It's much more tangible than just to have these little complaints about crossing the ball or whatever. These are you're not getting domestic results against teams, quite frankly, by Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's own yeah, financial it, calculations. Uh, uh, you should be wiping yeah, the floor. With. You talk about the Champions League and the disparity in money. I, I think Rangers supporters were really disappointed with the Champions League campaign. I think a manager can survive that Champions League campaign as long as they're in a title race. As long as they're keeping pace with Celtic I thought the result that was hurting Giovanni Van Bronckhorst the most Was the 4-0 at Celtic Park And the manner in which Rangers collapsed that day I thought that was doing them much more Causing much more problems than any of the European results But when you then throw on top Those drop points at home to Livingston And the defeat at St Johnson And the gap 7 points And there will be Rangers and Celtic fans in this show tonight And this week who will tell you the title race is over Because... Yeah, you can perhaps see Celtic dropping seven points, but could you see this Rangers team going at anything like mm. a sort of unbeaten run of games? I've been thinking a lot about this because it's quite easy, you know, in terms of how how we frame it, how we handle this debate. Because maybe I'm in danger over analysing this question, Kenny. Of you know, should the manager be sacked? But for me, I think you can come at it from two different ways. Firstly, 
does he deserve to be sacked as in as a punishment to pay the price for what's already gone wrong? And then to ask it in a slightly different way, even if the answer to that is no, is he the man to take it forward and turn it round? I, I I think that's I think it's the same question, and I think that's ultimately what it falls on for, for Rangers uh, board Ross Wilson's. Uh, they need to decide. I've said it already. It's not always necessarily about the results. If they believe that he's the right man, then he can turn it. Because make no mistake about it, seven points are a lot at this stage when it doesn't look like Celtic. By the way, we've talked about this pre-Saint Mirren that Celtic didn't look like they were going to drop any points. You know, but they will drop points. But Rangers are at this moment in time. They're not looking like they can go on that run that Rogers alluded to. They just can't. So they need to decide if he's capable of turning this back into a title race. Because listen, it is not impossible. Leagues are not handed out in November. Mm-hmm. That is a fact. You know, so all it takes is a couple of wee poor results on the other side. But it's, you need to forget about that, what's going on. You need to be concentrating on your mm-hmm. own house. And at the moment, Rangers' house is not in order. The performances are not good enough, individually or collectively. Yes, there's a lot of injuries. And that's why that decision has to be made on... Is Giovanni the one to take it forward and turn it and make it a real uh, title race after the after the World Cup? Mm. Once he's got all the players back fit and injured, sorry, back from injury and either back fit and available, and he's had five weeks, five and a bit weeks that he can work with his team to improve mm. what we're watching at the moment because it's not that's not good enough to win a league, and it's as simple as that. See, what I mean, Roger, about that that maybe it is a very subtle distinction. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but. Well, up until yesterday, whatever it was, 4.7 points. It's clearly not the end of the world. The Champions League's not great, but it was an extremely difficult group. Yeah. You're up a level, still in the Cups, got to a, a final last year. So whether that's enough to pull the trigger now, fine, debate that. But also, even if it's not, where are you getting the faith from that he's the guy to turn it around? Listen, I've noticed, Gordon, I haven't said Giovanni Van yep. Bronckhorst should lose his job. And I wouldn't say that about anyone. It's the man's job. Of work, it's his living. I never say a manager should be sacked. What I am saying is, what's the, the dynamic between Giovanni Van Bronckhorst and this group of players isn't working. They've regressed dramatically in the last six months. So the board at Rangers, Ross Wilson and the board, need to recognise that. If they want to stick with Gio, great. But they're going to have mm. to give him an awful lot of money and put an awful lot of faith into Gio to change things. And you know, Kenny... This is beginning to remind me of Celtic two seasons ago After Celtic had won nine in a row uh, Thank you Tam, 01419511025 Going to speak to Nadim uh, in just a second But first of all we've got Andy on the phone Who's a massive Rangers fan Is it time for Gio to be sacked Andy? I can't believe you're trying to set me up with that Gordon <laughs> oh, Who let this clown on? <laughs> who let this clown through? Producer I've Chris Come on! I've got a seven-day ban for the studio. Unbelievable! Honest, I'm sick of you. I put it on Twitter. I'm sick of the sight of you. Don't want to hear anything more about your career. These headers that you're scoring. Put, I mean, four goals for four games at left back. I, I feel as if you, you're doing it specifically to spite me yesterday. Well, I tell you, it's not a bad record, but I mean, scoring two goals in the Clyde One derby is always a bit sweeter. Isn't it? You've got to say that. You actually got the player of the week from your, your old pal. I've Kenny got your Miller. award here, pal. I've got your award here for you. Okay, dog. I'll bring it in for you, mate. I'll bring it home for you. I know you always look after me, but I seen you were a bit shocked that I scored that header last mate, week. Unbelievable. Mate, you were shocked that you scored that header last week. <laughs> and I think everybody on the bench was as well. Can you believe it? I was actually going to set to get a hair transplant in November, but it's put on hold now because this friend just doing me wonders on a Saturday. But by the way, what a header it was. What one? It was an incredible header. The, the one last week was incredible. 
even that one, I mean, that, the one last week was, was was good. Obviously, I spoke about but that one there. There was definitely an element of luck in there when I've when I've jumped. I don't feel as if I'm getting there. You know, I somehow managed to make decent contact enough, and then when I'm lying on my back, I don't even see it hitting the hitting the back of the net. Next thing you know, I've got five shot faces in front of me celebrating. So, 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 so right now, Andy, forget about all that. Right, forget. Are you now the target for set plays? That's the question. Without giving too much away, are you the target? Well, I'll give you the answer, Kenny. Motherwell have obviously done their set piece work all week and they put Ricky Lamy on me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you still have jumped him, I noticed. The danger that, man's been targeted. That, that tells it all. Their biggest, their biggest set for set pieces is marking me. Oh, and you know, Andy, you know it's a big game at the weekend. They're sending me to Tynecastle to see you against Marvin Bartley at the weekend. You imagine the work Marvin and David Martindale are doing in set pieces this week. Will it be Fitzwater? Will it be Obelai? Will it be Joel Nubley on you this Saturday? I think it'll be all three of them, Roger. But listen, Roger, am I not right in saying the last time that you were at Tynecastle to watch a game? It was a, another double for me. You scored well, quite the, the Andy right, Halliday Andy, Derby, they call it. Wind in, just, okay, oh, just showing off. Um, seriously, though, that must have grudgingly right through through gritted teeth. That must have been a good win, down to 10 men and all that stuff. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I've spoken about it at length. Um, I think for the start of the season probably don't feel as if we've been where we want to be a uh, couple of performances that fell short but I always feel as if we weren't too far away and less than three points is three points uh, but that for me felt like a real statement win while playing against a team in Motherwell who I've been pretty vocal about that I feel as if they're a good side uh, you know playing them at Fur Park spoke about it we got a 3-0 victory it was, certainly wasn't deserved in terms of the margin of the win uh, but going into that game it was all about getting as many points as possible leading up to the World Cup break mm. and we've had a few you know, disappointing Disciplinary action, shall we say, for the start of the season, and obviously going down to ten men was another challenge for the boys. But I thought the character we showed to still, you know, control certain parts of the game, scored good goals, and listen, it's so easy for any team to, to have a two goal lead with with ten men, and the other team comes back to two to try and hold on to to what you've got. But the boys try to see it through, and eventually got the winner. And tell me, Andy, just, just to be quick, well, Craig Gordon should have been sent off as well, shouldn't he? <laughs> Well, listen, I, I was shocked at his reaction because, uh, to me, it certainly looked like a clear penalty. Uh, I've seen the pictures that go about that. No, 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 no. See, here's the thing, right? I'm not interested because once the penalty is given, he needs to be sent off, surely. No, I agree. I second, second book. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm fully on board with that. I, I have actually, see, I have seen the still image where he gets his hand to the ball. Yeah, I'm not interested. Even the watching given. the replay again, even watching the replay again, I still feel as if it certainly looks like a penalty in the video, anyway. And you know what I've noticed as well, boys. Uh, and we go back to the Halliday Derby the mm. day he scored two in the Derby mm-hmm. he gave it the old sore Achilles and he likes to walk off with a few yeah, minutes to go just to melt the crowd the it was the same again yesterday he would I get a stand innovation and score a hat-trick tells you everything he needs to know about this guy he wants to go off and you can watch the penalty back and let me know if Alex Cochran should have been done for encroachment right have a good night we'll speak to you later <laughs> see you later guys that was Andy Halliday Andy Halland as uh, Hugh Keevans has just texted me I don't think we'll go that far uh, right Nadeem's a Rangers fan he's angry about the situation at his club and we'll speak to him next you are the voice of Scottish football call 0141 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller and Roger Hanna are here I'm not saying it was a bad weekend for Giovanni Van Bronckhurst but we've already had calls suggesting David Martindale and or Neil Warnock should take over so that might just tell you the feeling uh, that's out there at the moment Nadim is on the line how do you sum up your emotions if you think back to yesterday Nadim? Um, that's a difficult one because it's, it's a range of emotions Gordon um, maybe top of it it's probably disgusting in a way because I think 
the way the team played. I mean, don't get me wrong, I think the first 20 minutes, I think we played well up to our last third. And although we dominated, we, just, we didn't have any clear, clear-cut chances to, to, to score. So, um, so yeah, so I'm actually disgusted. Not only that, but I'm actually um, kind of, I'm, I'm also wondering away because Giovanni Van Bronckhorst had, had so many weeks now um, to, to change to change his philosophy and to change the way he maybe plays football or or or, or just a way to, to get the, the players going and he's not been able to do it so it's clear to me that he can't get this group of players playing good football and, and play, you know playing in a, in a manner where they, where they win most games domestically so so I, I just I, so yeah so I'm 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 appalled that the way the that they've actually played and I'm disgusted at the, at the, the behaviour on the pitch I just think there's no desire there's no fight. There's no, there's no, there's no game plan. I've said that for weeks. I've said that for weeks. I've phoned in it a few times, you know, and I've, I've always said that there's no game plan. You look at Celtic across the city, you'll see that that they've, got, they've clearly got a game plan. You know, the way the way they play football, the high press, you know, going forward, getting to their wingers. We've none of that. Absolutely none of that. So, Roger, Roger said one thing, which which I totally agree with. Roger said that, you know, it's, and Kenny as well, that you had a backer sack the manager. Uh, the board had a the board are, are totally implicit in this as well. By the way, I'm, I'm not I'm not giving them a free pass. The board had a chance, and at the start at the start of the the, the season, um, at the transfer window at the start, to back them then and they never all the all the um, all the money that's come into the to the club, they've they've not they've not hardly spent an ounce of it to, to get in good good players. And the players that, that he has brought in, the money that he has spent has not been good enough at all. It's it's, it's been a joke actually. Mm-hmm. The only the only two players maybe Yilmaz and and Cholak that, 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 that I've got past Max Fitz, certainly Cholak. So you can probably hear from my voice and the way I'm speaking that I'm actually, you know, I'm, I'm really angered by this because how long do you leave it? Do you know, I know the World Cup's come up and there's going to be a break, but, you know, if you're seven points behind already, as Kenny said. You know, it's not, that, that's not insurmountable. Of course it's not, but the way we're playing, there's more chance of us losing more points than the Celtic. Yeah, <clears throat> listen, it's hard to agree with you there. Sorry, disagree with you there, Nadim. I, I, I spot on with the with the analysis of of the game. I don't think there was a clear cut chance where there was a chance that was created within the game where you think that should have been a goal. You know, there was a lot of wee half moments, shots for the edge of the box, Lundstrom just hitting the edge of the post, uh, but nothing really clear cut. I can't actually remember Cholak having any real opportunities of goals, and that's your that's your Rangers number nine, uh, and the reason. I'm saying, like, like the back of the sack comment is, I just think with this season, the way that's made up with the World Cup break, if things, if the Rangers board, Ross Wilson, decide that Giovanni's not the right man, what you do have, obviously, in the next month, month and a half, you have effectively another pre-season. So if you decide to make a change at that time, it, it would be a, not a bad time for any club to make a change of their manager. What for me would be a disaster is if you went that and then made a decision maybe three or four weeks after it and you've just really lost this window. So I just think, I've said it numerous times already on the show, he's either the right man or is he not? And that's a decision that has to be made at at this moment because he walks ahead of us with this break coming up. Nadim, you were obviously in the geo out camp, so to speak, before yesterday. How much worse did yesterday make things? Um, I mean, it certainly made it worse, uh, or maybe more apparent in terms of the, the way you can't get the players up up playing. Um, but it's been happening for a, for a number of weeks now, Gordon. It's not just. I mean, yesterday was probably the straw that brought the camels back in a way for me. Um, up to that point, you know, I still I still said it was, it was time for a change. But you know, I was you know I like Joe. I think he's a nice guy. But I, you know, so I was wanting to give him the benefit of doubt to see if he could turn it around. But it's clear that he can't. He just can't get the players playing, Gordon. You know, and as Kenny said there. 
you know, it's, 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 the chances like uh, on Sunday, there weren't any chances apart from the goal that he scored. Even that was kind of half chance the keeper should really have saved it. So, you know, he, he just can't get the players going. So it's really, it's, it's going from bad to worse. Well, Joe, was, was, there, was there anything yesterday, listening to Nadim there, talking about, you know, yesterday versus the big picture, was there anything yesterday that actually summed up where Rangers are or was symptomatic of where Rangers are overall? Yeah. Um, I wonder tonight, you knew Rangers fans would phone in, I wonder how they would come at this issue, you know, whether they would attack the recruitment and Nadim touched on the recruitment briefly, whether they would have a go at the contract situation, nine big name players all out of contract next summer. Whether they would ask questions about the injury list that just gets longer and longer and longer, or whether, as Nadim did, people would actually talk about the current form, and the current form was summed up yesterday at McDermott Park. Ryan Kent has been dreadful all season, hasn't contributed the way Celtic swingers contribute. Alfredo Morelos, 100 odd goals for Rangers in his Rangers career, he's been a terrific Rangers player, hasn't kicked a ball for Giovanni Van Bronckhurst at all this season. Glenn Kamara. Glenn Kamara was a key player on the road to Seville last season. Scored a goal in the semi-final. Started the final against Eintracht Frankfurt. Hardly been seen this season. And when he has, he hasn't contributed at all. I know James Tavernier scored yesterday. But his numbers must be significantly down. Borna Barisic's numbers must be significantly down. And you mentioned in the show after the Levy game, Gordon, was it 73 crosses? And I said, they should maybe I tried 23 and then tried another tactic. It was the same yesterday. Balls into the box. The three big St. Johnson centre-halves, they could be standing there, yeah, heading the ball back out. Who are these crosses into the box being aimed for? Because Mark Haley doesn't play for Rangers anymore. Here's what he had to say afterwards. Well, disappointed, of course. I mean, it's a uh, 2-1 defeat. is always, um, you know, difficult to take. Said before the game, you know, you have to start well these games. I think we started excellent first 30 minutes. I think the first 30 minutes you can already... Uh, decide this game with all the chances we had. I think we had uh, the bar twice and, and chances to to go up front and, and even score more goals. You know, we didn't do that. We got a goal against. And of course, you know, it, it gives them only strength. You try to uh, continue your play in the second half. If you concede a second goal like that, then, you know, I think we shot ourselves in the foot today. But in the end, you know, we tried hard to, to get more goals. We only scored uh, once, but... You know, especially in the end, you know, I think we missed the aggression in the box. You know, we had many crosses, but I don't think we we touched the ball first. The second ball, they 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 cleared. You know, we never had so uh, it in those moments it was very very difficult for us. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. That's the number Nadim dialed. What about Richard Nanny's land? How are you feeling? Um, much the same as Nadim. I think you've actually kind of covered the majority of issues that I I have as well. Um, Although we're, we're all saying due out, etc., I don't really think due has been given what I think any of us expected it to be given. Um, and I generally think the main, the main kind of issue that is obviously leading on to the pitch, etc., is, is the board. Um, the number of signs, that, there's things flying about Twitter, but the number of signs and names and whatnot, but the successful signings to the unsuccessful signings is, is a joke, to be honest. Um and even some of the guys that have been played regularly, unfortunately, are past it. Davis, for me, has been a fantastic player, but a Rangers, a Rangers team who could have been in the ascendancy after a European final is relying on a 38 or 39 year old man in the middle of the pitch and in goals. It's just, it, it's, there's a rot 
Um, and the guy's not spending, the board's not spending that money that we earned for qualifying. Um, thinks to me, I mean, are they balancing the books to make it um, more attractive to an investor? I mean, what what's the reason for that? I can't see, I can't see what the answer would be other than that. Roger, if I'm honest. Um, I know where you're coming from, Richard. The manager in the summer was given seven players. But the seven players haven't been up to it so far. John Souter, in, of 13 league games, John Souter's played one. Red Van Yelmaz has started two. Tom Lawrence, four. Rabbi Matondo, five. You know, even Ben Davis and, and Malik Tillman have only started seven and eight. You know, that's not what you need. All, of the seven signings, you're going to need four or five of them, really, to pull their weight. And I would say to you so far, Antonio Cholak is the only one of seven summer signings who has done... What it says in the tin is come in here and get goals into double figures, and that will alarm Richard and will alarm Rangers supporters. But they'll be more alarmed when they realise that there's nine players potentially going out the door at the end of the season. Nine go out, nine need to come in. Are the nine going to contribute as little as last summer's seven did? It all feeds into it, doesn't it, Kenny? Because Roger criticised Ryan Kent a minute ago, um, so players don't. Always play to form like that can happen, but if the recruitment's bad, if you got MD that you can take Ryan Kent out and replace with, you know, it's all it all goes hand in hand, I suppose. It does, and you know, it's in Glasgow when you're the team that are on the other side, you're the team that'll get it in the neck. Everything gets thrown at everybody, it gets thrown at players, it gets thrown at managers, it gets thrown at board, directors of football, it'll get thrown at recruitment, tactics, performances, and results. It just everything comes under the microscope. And rightly so, when Roger says it there about the, about the, the summer recruitment, I mean, we've talked about it so, so much over the course uh, over the course of the season because of the performances have not been the performance have not been good enough. I would actually give Lawrence a pass as well in regard to how he was performing before he got injured. And he was he's been a big, big loss, there's no doubt about it. Definitely Cholak it, it gets Pass marks with the amount of goals that he's scored, and I just think Davies is starting mm. to look like he could be a good a good signing, but he's playing in a team that's that's not performing and, and conceding a lot of goals mm. as well. So there's still question marks surrounding surrounding Davies. Suter obviously so he's had long term injuries. Tillman, when you see flashy, but that goal against you guys uh, a few weeks back at Mullerwell was, I mean, it was sensational play. You know, but we've not seen nearly enough of that. So I still think, and and there is other question marks about. You're talking about desire and passion and things, and that's something that's getting thrown at the team, or the lack of it in the performances. And I think he's one of the guys that's at the forefront of that. Uh, Richard, so just sorry to recap, you, you were at least being a bit understanding, if that's the right word, because you think the recruitment's let the manager down. But you, you so you think the manager can still turn this round, or does he need to pay the price as well? Um, no, I, I think unfortunately, I mean, even the style of football that I can't believe I'm saying it, a Dutchman's playing is. Is, is horrendous I've got a Dutch friend um, who said to me he'll ruin your club uh, before he came in and I kind of brushed it off thinking he's, he's talking rubbish but I mean I I, I can't I just can't see what we're, what we're identity is on the pitch there's nothing I mean the thing that kills me is uh, corners so we had 20 corners or whatever it was see if you look back at those 20 corners we did the exact same tactic in those 20 corners it's just criminal and I mean, if the first few don't work, why, why persist? There just doesn't seem to be any intelligence around there. Um, and again, the passion of the team, James Tavenier has been a shadow of himself. Fine, his numbers haven't been what they are, but we shouldn't rely on a right-back to have those numbers. But it's not that. It just seems to be 
Nah, actually, John Lundstrom, I don't even know who that player is now. Um, yeah, we've got injuries and, and whatnot, but it's just it, the Cubs the Cubs are in a bit of, bit of, uh, bit of trouble at the moment. Yeah, thank you, Richard. I think you've summed a lot of it up. Um, let's bring in Frank, who's also a Rangers fan. Frank, are you, how are you feeling? Are you angry? Are you frustrated? How do you feel? Well, there's one question I would like to ask. Where are the board? Do we have a functioning board? Are they there? Because their, their silence is deafening. They should be coming out with a statement to the supporters saying whether they support the manager or not. Secondly, there are players in that team who just shouldn't be there anymore. And it's been going on for the last nine months. Ken, Morellis, Tillman, you could go through them all. It's half a team that's taken the field. Even John Lundstrom was found wanting at the weekend. The manager needs replaced simply because he doesn't know Scottish football well enough. The guy for the job is Martindale, with Kenny Miller as his assistant. What's, that, what's that happening would, here? That would straighten it out, because Kenny knows the club inside out. Martindale wouldn't take any nonsense. That's what I think. You've worked together before. Why are you putting your coat on? Where are you going? <laughs> You know, Frank, right, before on, that what, last what, point It's 40, minute, 40 minutes into the show And we've had two suggestions for David Martindale to take over at Rangers Don't, yeah, don't greet me with silence, come yeah, on it's, You know, one thing's for sure He's doing a brilliant job at Livingston Listen, let's that's, that's make no mistake about it Is that going to be the job to get in the Rangers job? I, I would have to say no at this moment for uh, for sure uh, but Frank, the points that Frank makes I think are really, really valid and it goes back to everything and we've already talked about on the, on the show. It is a decision that needs to be made but it also needs to be communicated and that is the thing. When when you're in these moments at a football club, I think there's no many... I think a lot, what fans want to hear is some kind of explanation. It might not be an explanation that you, that you like, you know, but at least you're, mm-hmm. you're getting some communication for the football club. I uh, have to agree as well with, with, with some of the players. I mean, there's so much surrounding a lot of the players this year with, with, with contractual situations. Players, again, older players that were kept on. And in my opinion, I know what you're saying, Frank, that, but they've not been regulars. The only one that's really been the regular is Alan McGregor, and he's probably, it's, it's, it's probably mm-hmm. the correct decision. Davis has been made kind of fleeting appearances and still performs to a decent enough level. So does Arfield. But I think it's really important for the club that these guys go. I'll tell you, if these guys weren't there, I think it could be a, a lot worse if, if they weren't in that dressing room trying to keep standards up and, and keep a bit of sanity about the place. But it's hard to argue, sorry, disagree with, with a lot of the points that a lot of the callers have made tonight, Gone, Frank, no faith that this manager turns it round from here? No chance. Because the same happened last season. We had a couple of good results and the loose points against middle-of-the-table teams, Livingston, Motherwell, and there it was at the weekend. It's happened. It's a repeated thing. That's it's not been sorted out. I, I would suggest that we would rather watch promising young players like Jack Lovelace come through and get a chance, rather than watch Morelos come on, who's as I've said before, is two stone overweight, no interested. He there's there's certain times again where he's laughing. He's actually laughing. It's it's as if he's treating it like a joke. Rangers are too big a club to put up with that. These players need shown the door and a fresh start. Well, you can tell you can hear the emotion in Frank's voice, Roger. This could cause you big problems, Gordon. Because if Frank, if David Martindale gets us, he's not taking Bartley with and him. He's take, well, he's taking Kenny Miller, according to Frank. He's bound to take Bartley as his number two. Keevans is and, kit man. And, and, 
And well, I was going to say all these corners are going to nobody. We all know who heads home corners in a minute. Exactly. It's, it's Andy Halliday's emotional homecoming to Ibrox. You can make the team. They're all or, going. This show shuts down then If that happens Thank you Frank 01419511025 Keep the calls coming 01419511025 This is Scottish football's lead leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Kenny Miller Are here about to be joined by Gareth Who is a Rangers fan Gareth I think every caller so far Has been Geo must go Sort of thing Are you in agreement Or are you going to defend them? No, he must go now. Either walk himself or the board sacks him. Just basically, Sunday was the final straw for me. It was just absolutely shocking, the whole game. Well, actually, we played okay in the first half, but like, they could have been 4 or 5 nil up. But like to be honest, after that, it was just shocking. Did Sunday change your mind on the manager or just compound it? No, just... No. So you know you wanted him to go before yesterday as well. Ultimately, is what I'm asking. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I did. But I mean, obviously, focusing and give him a chance and give him time to change it. But it, we're just saying that all the time. If that's the case, because the player he's lost the dressing room and the players are not playing for him, so he needs to go now. Said it to Roger earlier, Kenny. Same question, you know, because Gareth's talking about yesterday being that that tipping point or or making things worse. What was it about yesterday that typified where Rangers are? Listen, I think there was a lot to do with the performance. I think there was a specific incident within the performance uh, that was really unlike uh, John Lundstrom in the situation leading into the first goal, where he was kind of moving with the ball. He kind of overran it a little bit, but it looked like he was waiting for a bit of movement. For, I think it was Fashion Sakala. And he over, he, the St. Johnson player came in and took, took, took the ball. And the frustration and the, the anger and the, the the lack of a reaction to go get it back for John is completely unlike that player. You know, that's we've not seen that for John Lundstrom. And then that then goes to Lee Yeah, There was a few situations that could have been dealt with better, but ultimately led to the attack that led to the first goal. And I just thought, like, for, for the team at the moment, it just looks like that's where they're at. There's a lot of frustration. And when you're in these moments, you do get frustrated with, with, with teammates, you can get frustrated with... I mean, managers can get frustrated with players, and, and vice versa for that matter. And it just looked like... Because... Everybody comes on. Everybody could see Rangers were dominating the ball. You know, they had all the ball. They had cross after cross. They had territory after territory. But there was nothing really clear cut created from from that time. And that's where, for me, a Rangers performance needs to be better. There has to be a better energy and attack. There has to be a bit more creativity in the play, other than like Roger says, just getting it wide and throwing it into the box to to McGowan, to to Considine and to Mitchell, who by the way were absolutely excellent on the day for their team and defended the goal uh, with a life, you know. But who's really attacking it to really put that goal at threat? That's a question. But that 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 one incident kind of just made me think. That's not the Rangers team that we've seen last year going all the way to a Europa League final. And I know we keep harping back to that, but when you set that standard at these clubs, that's the absolute bare minimum that, that, that's, uh, that's asked for. And I think Rangers are just falling shy. And it's not just Lundstrom, it was just one wee incident mm-hmm. in, the, in the game. But I think the players are just falling really short of the standards mm. that the fans accept and the club and the manager will accept at the moment. Gareth, it's very rarely all down to one thing when, when it gets bad at a big club. So. What about the players? Who who needs to do more? Who's letting the manager down? It can't all be him, surely. Uh, Ryan Kent is absolutely shocking. He does all these fancy wee tricks and stuff. It doesn't work. Most of the time he loses the ball. 
because people watch videos of what how he plays and it's the same thing every time. Morelles comes on because Kolak always starts. Morelles comes on and it's just and it he's not the same player. It kinda his head was turned last year and he's just not the same player as far as I'm concerned. But Lundstrom was at fault for the first goal. Listen, whatever Rangers, we said at the top of the show, no one's demanding Gio be sacked. But something needs to happen. Either there needs to be a change there, or Most of the fans are, though, or the board needs to come in and give him money to spend. Um, but the, the question Rangers fans will be asking, everyone's in agreement about Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos. Would you give Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos contract extensions on big money based on the way they're performing just now? Or do you think... It would be better to get another manager in, see if another manager can get more out of Kent and Morelos, and then you commit big contracts to the two of them and ask them to sign them. And you, you can go right down, you know, Alan McGregor won't be there next season. Who's going to be the number one? Who's going to be, the Rangers don't need a goalkeeper. There might be a goalkeeper that's in the building. Maybe they think Robbie McCrory's going to be the new number one. But you don't see very much of them, if that is the case. You don't see very much of them. You know, can you go from being number three to being number one? So that's an issue. You know, out of contract next summer, Stephen Davis at 37, Scott Arfield at 34, Ryan Jack in his 30s as well. You need to go and look and bring in midfielders in there. You know, centre-half, Hollanders out of contract will probably go. All the other central defenders are injured. You need more there as well. So whoever is going to be manager of Rangers Football Club going forward, there's an awful lot of issues to address. And I think they need to start addressing them now mm, Thank you to Gareth It's been one way traffic Billy and Falkirk Everyone's criticising the manager I always like a bit of balance Are you going to stick up for him at all Or are you in the same boat? Hi to the panel uh, Yes definitely um, I think uh, Van Bronckhurst is the man To turn Rangers around I think um, the Rangers board Have thrown them into the lion's den They never invested After they lost Three excellent quality players Bassey, Patterson and Aribo Three players that were a handful For all opposition Whether it was Scottish division Or whether it was in Europe um, The players they brought in Apart from Lorms and Cholak Who have showed promise The rest of them hadn't been Rangers quality I don't think So um, I think the Rangers fans Need to go off Gio's back and give him a bit of space I mean he's trying to put on a a team onto the field there He's got horrendous injuries um, And I mean What do the panel think of that? Well listen We, we said Billy that, that might be well what happens I'll put you Last questions back to you If Gio stays And you were in his boots Would you give new deals to Morelos and Kent? I would yeah Would you Would, I, you, I would. would you sign and, Tillman and, and Sands on permanent deals? I would I would give Sands a deal And the reason I would give Morelos and, and Kent uh, new deals they were excellent players a few years ago. You didn't just turn a bad player overnight. It's it's lack of confidence. You've got nine players out injured. I mean, any team that had that sort of injuries is going to the heads are going to go down. You know what I mean? But it's, and and it's all over getting all the time for the Rangers fans. I'm a Rangers fan myself. I have been for years. All we're getting for the Rangers fans is get rid of jail. Get rid of the manager and who they're going to bring in that's going to turn their team around with the horrendous injuries. And the, the, the team's lacking confidence because of it. Just quickly, though, then, Billy, what specifically about Giovanni Van Bronckhurst is it that fills you with confidence that he can turn it around? Well, he had a good uh, record at Feyenoord. He won the, the league at Feyenoord and won two cups at Feyenoord. 
he's a winner. He's, he's won Champions League. He's won the World Cup as a player. You know, he's, he's got the pedigree. They just have to give him time. And football nowadays, people are too quick to get rid of the managers. They don't give them time. They had a bad spell and automatically they want the manager out. What about the board? What's the board done with all the money that we won when we won the league when we got to the final of the Europa League and the money that the, the, they brought in with Bassey, Parson and Rebo? Why are they not investing that in mm. two or three good quality players? More than happy to hear a defence of Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. We can't give him a World Cup that he didn't win, Billy. I think he got to the final, didn't he? But I take your point. Um, certainly the rest was in his favour there. Kenny, how would you sum it all up then, based on what Billy said? You know, said? like... It's, it's nice to hear a bit of support because I do think when clubs get into this situation, there is it's, it's, it's just natural with the business that we're in now. It's the manager's always going to get at the neck, and there's going to be fans and, and media outlets that'll that'll kind of put the pressure and on on the manager. Listen, is he the right man for the job again? This is so it's only our opinions. I mean, Roger says that we're not going to stand here and say Giovanni Van Bronckhorst should get sacked. It's not mm-hmm. that is a question for Can the board. Can you see him turning it round? Well, my, my question to Billy would be, I mean, because. You're not looking for excuses again, and I would never make excuses for uh, for the team or for the players. But of the nine injuries, Billy, like really, who who's missing that's going to start and really make the difference in this team? I can think of two, uh, and Goldson and Lawrence, uh, and we've only seen a small sample uh, of Lawrence. Mm. But could you be doing with Hadji? Well, but, could you at least be doing with the option of Alander or no. Suter at a time when King so, and so Sands are playing? Listen, absolutely, because when you've got that, the, the squad depth gets diminished and gets, uh, and obviously it's, you look at the bench. I think there was five five young players on the bench uh, at the at the Champions League game. I think it was. So there was a so the, the squad depth suffers by that. But in relation to really starting players who would come in, I can only think of Lawrence and Goldson. They're big misses. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Thank you, Billy. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Paul, it'll be a nice quick beat the pundit tonight. These phone lines are as hot as I've seen them in a long time. 01419511025. If you want to take these two on, give us a call before seven and you could be up next. Tackle the headlines. 0141951 Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Kenny Miller are here It's 0141951025 We've had lots of calls on Criticising Rangers Giovanni Van Bronckhurst I'm sure we'll do many more of them So keep them coming What about Celtic's win at the weekend? Celtic fans VAR Handball All that stuff Lots to get through So let's do this quickly And get back to the phones Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football Right, beat the pundit time. Jay is in the Gorbals. How's it going, Jay? Hi, all right. How's it going, guys? Not bad at all. Have you ever played before? I haven't. You haven't, right? Okay, let's see how it goes then. Heads, it will be Roger Hanna, who is so good he starts on minus one. And tails, it will be Kenny Miller. And it is tails. It's Kenny Miller up against Jay. You've not played a lot recently, have you? No, I haven't, no. Mm, Coins doing you a favour. Let's give Kenny some Clyde 2 to listen to. Just so that he can't hear what's going on in here Jay will do 30 seconds Answer as many as you can And pass if you don't know Alright Let's go Top man 30 seconds then on the clock Your time starts now <sighs> Who's got more league goals this season John Lundstrom or Andy Halliday Andy Halliday Name any scorer for Celtic Against Barcelona 10 years ago today Tony Watt Which former England women's footballer Has joined this year's I'm a celebrity Pass In what year did Rangers last finish Third in the Scottish Premiership 2017 Which Scottish side formed as Dundee Hibernian in 1909? 
Hibs Name any of the last three players to be sent off for the Scotland men's team Grant Hamlin Okay They were quite tough I thought Jay I must say Let's bring back Kenny Can you hear us Sure can yep Are you ready Same set of questions To you 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts Now Who scored more league goals This season John Lundstrom Or Andy Halliday John Lundstrom Name any scorer For Celtic Against Barcelona 10 years ago to date Tony Watt Which former England women's footballer Has joined this year's I'm a celebrity Oluko and what year did Rangers last finish third in the Scottish Premiership? Ooh, 2016-17 uh, Which Scottish side formed as Dundee Hibernian in 1909? Pass Name any of the last three players to be sent off for the Scotland men's team uh, Pass Which Scottish Championship club does Sam Stanton play for? Wraith Okay What do you think, Jay? I think I might have won Oh, okay. He's confident. He's confident. Right, let's find out who scored more league goals this season John Lundstrom or Andy Halliday. Um, producer Chris's paper tells me Andy Halliday's only got three. He's only got four. No, four. Got one was in Europe. Ah, one was in Europe. There we are. So it is John Lundstrom, I'm afraid, Jay. Uh, he's. Kenny goes 1-0 up You both got Tony Watt Poor Victor Winyama Gets overlooked from that night Doesn't he His goal never gets spoken about 2-1 uh, to Kenny This year's I'm a celebrity Is Jill Scott Yep um, By the way there's. I, I think Have you seen it this year I'm going to need to bring this up tomorrow Oh yes Chris Moyles He's looking a bit thinner Have you noticed that He looks a bit like Gordon DL With that hairdo <laughs> The yeah. exact same here Anyway right, We'll get it to him tomorrow And then you wonder Why poor Olivia Scarpered from the jungle Rangers last finished third In 2018 so it's 2-1 to Kenny Dundee Hibernian Dundee United Is Dundee United I'm afraid Jay So it's still 2-1 to Kenny Name any of the last three players To be sent off for Scotland John Souter against Israel Robert Snodgrass against Wales Charlie Mulgrew against Germany Going way back for some of them And Sam Stanton plays for Wraith It's a 3-1 win for Kenny Miller Hard lines Jay Ah oh, fair enough man <laughs> Nothing worse when you think you've won It was a poor night in the office for me as well Jay you had your chance Unlucky Jay <laughs> <laughs> Good man thanks for taking part Nah, bro, we appreciate you phoning in. Thank you, Jay. That was Jay in the Gorbals. You're not be winning money, you know. I'm on fire, mate. On fire, Gordon. Right, okay. Uh, I must, I must admit, Saturday, five o'clock. I assumed Monday night's Clyde One Super Scoreboard would be all about VAR and all about handballs and all about that sort of stuff. And I'm sure we'll still get to it. But my goodness, the amount of fans phoning in to have their say on Rangers uh, is Giovanni van Bronckhurst's time up, George. I don't think so. I think the fans should calm down a wee bit. Uh, if you look at his CV so far, uh, he got us to the European final. Excellent. He goes into Champions League. Excellent. He got us a trophy. Excellent. He's having a, a, a bad run at the moment. But really, the, the players have let him down. It's not It's not him. Um, the team's got massive injuries. I think the guys need to calm down a wee bit. Two, two games to the World Cup. Let's get to the World Cup. Regroup. And see how we take it after that I feel like the, the critics who come on this show George Because you, you've done the, the, the positive side of the CV But the, the critics who come on would say You know lost a six point lead in the Premiership last season Not excellent Two heavy defeats to Celtic Not excellent The worst ever Champions League record Not excellent And seven points behind currently Not excellent How do you th- what, what makes you think your positive column If you like outweighs that stuff I think a guy needs a bit of time. Same as Ange Postacoglu. I mean, I'd say to those that are listening, how would Celtic have done if they were in Rangers group? I think they've done exactly the same because they should have done better in the group they were in, let's be honest. 
Uh, yes, there were some hiccups, but that's football. Maybe, Roger. I didn't. I didn't expect the. You know what would you've done in Celtic's group I don't know if that is that a defence is that, or is that enough to keep a manager well, in a it, job it doesn't really matter I mean if George wants to come on and defend Giovanni Van Bronckhorst he is perfectly entitled to do so and he's not the first caller who's done mm. it tonight the point I was making earlier on is I don't see the status quo working I don't think Gio and this group of players are compatible um, the majority of them are still Stephen Gerrard's players you have to say so maybe it's understandable so if the Rangers board agree with George and want to keep faith with Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, that is perfectly fine. What they will need to do, though, is allow Giovanni Van Bronckhorst to invest in numerous new players. Not one or two new players. You might even be looking at 10 or 12 new players between the January and summer windows. Um, George, I mean, you mentioned, we said about he deserves more time. Look at Ange Postacoglu. He didn't need that much time, though, did he? Well, you know, he had a sticky start as well, and he's done very well. Let's be honest, and he's and he's uh, recruited very well as well. So, but these things take time. You need one or two or three, sometimes four transfer windows to get the right players. Uh, and I think Gio is a lovely person. Uh, I think he's a very good manager. I think the players have let him down, let the Rangers fans down as well. And really, uh, you know. To, to consider taking Gio's head at this point in time is just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, Kenny, what do you think? I did say it's always nice to hear both sides. That's a, a passionate defence from George. Does he have a point? Listen, everyone's got a point. It's, it's, a, it's a game of opinions, you know, and in relation to where George sees Gio, listen, he believes Gio's a man. You know, what I would say about the the Europa League run last year was, was sensational. You know, to, to, for a Scottish team to get to a European final is. It's just an incredible achievement, and to be honest, it probably masked over a little bit of the of the failings in the league. Is what I would say to that. The, I mean, the drop points just after the break last year were ultimately cost the league, coupled with Celtic coming some fantastic form. The transfer market, the recruitment again to go on what Rogers saying. I just it's, it's not just about money here, right? It's not because you could throw money at things, but let's be honest, Rangers or Celtic, they've not got the the money that you can just go and throw like like the English teams do. You have to really make the most of what you've got. What needs to be done is there needs to be serious improvements in what's in the building at the moment because these guys are still going to be the nucleus of the squad that ultimately has to win the league. And what I would say is I think now, if now's not the time, this is not for us to make. It's not decisions we're going to make here on the show. But I'll tell you, if he doesn't win the league, then that might be the time. You know, because at the end of the season without a league, Celtic winning the league again and performances continuing in the manner they are because if they do continue in this manner the league's going to be going across the city or staying in the city mm. so listen every caller's had their points tonight it's great to hear people stand up because I do agree sometimes stability and sometimes a calm head can be the right answer rather than just wielding the axe do you think the, the other uh, the other Rangers fans George are making a lot of noise about the manager leaving is that all an overreaction? No I understand their pain because I had the same pain on Sunday I mean it, it, it ruins your day let's be honest uh, but I think we're going a wee bit quick here to say the guy has to be shown the door. I think we need to give him a wee while longer. Um, how much longer? Now, I appreciate that's a very tough question, George. It's one of those like, you know, how long's a piece of string? As passionate as your defence has been, I'm sure you would concede something needs to change quick. I mean, seven points isn't great. It, it, it can't get much bigger than that, can it? It's not great. Let's be honest. It's not great. We're, we're being honest now. But the man needs a chance. Let's let's give him to the January window at least, and, and let's see where we are. Uh, Roger, it's funny though because as Kenny said earlier, 
last week it was all about right, just get nine points, get to the World Cup with nine points, and then you know then take stock from there. Now that that's not an option. What atmosphere do you anticipate at home to Hearts on um, at Ibrox on Wednesday? Giovanni van Bronckhorst is advertised to be speaking to the press tomorrow. You know, it, it feels like if social media is anything to go by, it feels like there were genuinely Rangers fans who expected change today. George isn't one of them, obviously. Um, yeah, that's nothing. That's the case. I think there were Rangers fans who were expecting change today. Um, I've said for a long time, Kenny touched on it earlier on. I think this unique World Cup and the timing of it is bad news for managers around the world because there will be a lot of chairmen will assess where their clubs are and will view this almost like a summer, almost like a pre-season again, Gordon, where they could get rid of the manager, they could bring in another manager. And what it does is it allows the new guy a couple of months to assess the January window, a couple of months to assess the players he's got at his disposal, what he needs in January, what he needs next summer. Um, and, and you can see it down south You know, Wolves are bringing somebody in Southampton are bringing somebody in Bournemouth will bring somebody in Aston Villa have just brought somebody in I read a stat today I think already 25% of the 72 managers Below the Premiership Have gone this season So chairmen are getting More and more trigger happy If you like to get rid of managers I'm not saying that's what's going to happen at Rangers But it, it might be what happens at Rangers um, Certainly something's going to need to happen Because you know, we've looked at the recruitment, we've looked at the form of the players, we've looked at the contracts and how many players might be leaving. We've looked at an, a never-ending injury list. It's quite incredible, the, the list of injuries and the time it is taking these players to get back onto a football pitch. So, whether they stick with Gio, whether they don't stick with Gio, there's an awful lot of work to be done by the people who run Rangers. See, they just... Strip it down right now, Kenny, to the actual performance levels. Do you see them? Do you see them getting better quickly? At the moment, no. I'd have to say that it's been thirteen league games. Uh, I think from the thirteen, I, there's maybe been three or four that I would say have been have been decent enough performances. But I mean, I, I mean, this this word target, sorry, target gets used so much with, with fans on on social media. Again, we've heard it on the show at least a couple of times tonight. You know, and it's a hard watch at the moment. And I understand that there is a lot of injuries and things going on at the club, but the players that are on that field are good players. You know, like they are good players. There's no, there's no question about it. They are not showing their, their maximum potential. And I think going in every week, like for Wednesday, for instance, you've got a Hearts team coming to Ibrox. I just look at it and think, like, what exactly are you getting? Well, you're playing against one of the better teams. So are they going to come and have a little bit of a go? Well, Aberdeen tried that and got hurt. You know, so I would expect Robbie to come. Again, it, might, it might suit <laughs> Well it, it would suit if they came and had a go You know and, and didn't play this kind of real defensive style But there's a blueprint there to how to beat Rangers Or how to at least stop them creating uh, And I think I think other other teams Even the, even the better your, your Hibs, your Hearts, your Aberdeens I think they would be crazy not to look at that As, a, as an avenue to get success and, against and Rangers I don't think You know regardless of what they do I don't think as George was saying you know Give them to January it's not as simple as that. Look at the fixtures. Hearts on Wednesday, St Mirren away on Saturday, where Celtic lost. You've then got a break. You come back off the break. The first two games are Hibs and Aberdeen, and then you've got Dingwall away two nights before Christmas, where you dropped points last season. There's actually a difficult run of fixtures coming up for Rangers before you even look at mm. an old firm game in the new year. So, crystal ball time. Not your opinion, or Kenny's, or, or George's. Giovanni van Bronker survives this. Yes. Is that what you're telling? As, as things stand, what do you what do you define as this? St. Johnson yesterday, basically. 
Um, I'm I'm not going to say he's going to be sacked tomorrow. I don't think he'll be the Rangers manager beyond the next few weeks. Regardless of what happens in the next couple of fixtures. Mm. And what do you think out there 01419511025 I must say Rangers have a manager right But understandably When things get to this stage People start throwing names in We've gone from David Martindale To Robbie Nielsen Joe Aitken says Robbie Nielsen Will be the next Rangers manager You heard it here first I've heard, uh, I've heard here Pochettino first. I'm going the other end of this game Think so? <laughs> nah, Aim not high Why not? Not at all Aim high And see maybe um, There we are Robbie Nielsen apparently You heard it here first Says Joe Take notes Note all these down Note down who said David Martindale say, say, I told you so yep. if that's the way. Note down who said Nielsen uh, George who, who, Who's Hugh Keevan saying Because we'll steer clear of him Ah exactly He he doesn't He doesn't get uh, These things Right very often Let's bring in John and Moody's born Hi John Hello This is the second time In three weeks I've been on to Say show my support For uh, the manager And Kenny's talking about The first picture that are missing well Kemmer Roof's another one we're, we're missing him badly he played well last season and he's got a problem with injury every club he's been at we get players like that back and more players back puts pressure on the players that are playing in the team to uh, put up a performance now briefly against Braga they're talking about 20 corner kicks coming the same way I don't deny that but to, to, in Braga last season at Ibrox and against Red Star we, we played short corners and we got some goals from them in both games. Obviously, they sussed out the team's weaknesses. Another thing, when we're playing Leipzig and Kent had come, he wasn't coming deep enough to suit the manager. He was out in the first half making alterations and from that we got the first goal. So, fans nowadays are too... It's like uh, the media, it's because they're too quick and they want change. See if, we, see if we'd have had change is what they're talking here Jock Wallace wouldn't have won his second treble because we had a disastrous year and Tom Forsyth was injured and another couple of players in the 76-77 season and uh, he'd have been sacked in today's market and a lot of managers have been like that now, remember he's only, there's only one of four managers that has taken Rangers to a, a Europa League mm-hmm. final and uh, I would like to hear Kenny's view on the likes of what he thinks about as regards the pressure the players coming back would put on. And Lawrence has been decent. In fact, in my opinion, and I've been watching football since I was four and a half and I'm 76 now. And I was at the England-Scotland game 9-3. If you've seen that, the things we're watching at Ibrox just now are not too bad. <laughs> yeah, I get that, Kenny. But then some fans would say just because it's been bad another time doesn't really you know, impact things right now. What do you make of, of John's sort of hope about injured players coming back? He's mentioned Kemar Roof can come back and make a difference. He, he can. He, he can add strength to the squad, but he's never been a regular starter. Like That's that's just fact. You know, Alfredo Morelos has been the number nine uh, for f- four seasons straight, you know, and he's, he's very rarely been dislodged. Kamar's played the odd game on the... Maybe just off the right or off the left when Steven Gerrard was uh, was here as a manager. But again, like like John says, he's, he's had a lot of injury problems. He's made a comeback in the last month and now he's he's back under the game. But he can add to the squad. That's that's the point I was making. There. I think Lawrence and Golton, in my opinion, are probably the only two recognised starters that that are missing at the moment. But Roofs, Hollander's coming back, Hadji's coming back. They definitely add depth mm. to the squad and give Gio more options. Well, I mean, but, but, he, the thing that'll annoy John and other Rangers fans: when are they coming back? When? Well, tell uh, us. Yeah. Tell us when they're coming back. And then even if they do, John, right? So even if they come back, and even if they do help turn it round for Rangers, which is debatable because everything is. What if it's too late? I mean, what, what if you're too far behind by then? Well, hopefully not. 
And uh, with two games to win and win, to get to the break, and then Tavernier maybe get his operation, which is the rumour going about. And I just think that the, and the manager has been a wee bit naive in saying teams can set up the block against us. Why does he not play Morelos and uh, Kolach together? Surprise teams. That, that's what Walter Smith used to do. Listen, I'm a season ticket holder, so I know what it's like. And I was in Seville, and uh, uh, we, we got beat by a 12-yard penalty, and, and or else we'd have into more money. But they need to come out. Somebody said earlier on, they need to come out and give us clarity at the AGM where the money's went, and uh, take it from there and say, listen, like I said, Robbie Matondo, he's the only same type as Sakala. Sakala's got pace, that's all he's got. We've got him for nothing. Uh, I mean, they'll need, to get, they'll need to start scouting a better market. Yeah, and, thank you, John. Some interesting stuff. John and Moody's Burnall, 1419511025. Keep the calls coming. Maybe we could do some VAR handball discussion next. I thought it would come a lot earlier than this, I must admit. But it's been one of those nights after yesterday in Perth. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hannes here, Kenny Miller alongside him. 0141-951-1025. Or you can tweet the guys as well at Clyde SSB. Lots of discussion. Lots and lots of discussion about Rangers so far. Uh, let's take a call from Mark, who's a Celtic fan on the line. What's your... Thoughts after that weekend, Mark? You must have been happy with the results. Yeah, first of all, good evening, gentlemen. How are we all doing? Good, thank you. Hi, Mark. Are you well? Yeah, I'm well, I'm well, thanks. No, absolutely over the moon. Uh, for a wee second, I thought, the amount of passing we've done, um, getting into the box, I thought, come on, somebody just take this bull by the horn and do something. And when the equaliser went in, I thought, right, we've wasted our chance here. But, yeah, Andrews and sold that phrase we never stop and it's not a phrase anymore it's a big part of the team for 90 minutes we don't stop um, and from now on I don't think I'm ever going to be as nervous if we're drawn with a couple of minutes to go because I know the boys will try the hardest to pull it back Yeah it's not an accident now Roger is it doesn't seem to be you, know, you can always sometimes think if a team gets out of jail late oh you know they've got out of jail or it's, it's a bit lucky there but it's starting to feel like a bit of a a bit calculated or a bit well, uh, con- a bit more controlled I, I heard say. Andy Walker speaking in Sky yesterday and he said this Celtic team have it in their DNA to produce comebacks or performances the way they did in stoppage time at Celtic Park on Saturday um, we touched on it earlier on the Giacomakis 95th minute winner at Perth having lost an equaliser in the 93rd minute and not only you know having lost an equaliser in the 87th minute to Dylan Levitt on Saturday not only did they find time to go ahead 3-2 They actually found time To get a fourth goal In stoppage time as well Through Leila Bada For 4-2 for So This Celtic team Will rally behind That motto of Angie's We never stop And they won't stop And till the final whistle Nobody is like, like it's St Mirren Where it doesn't work mm-hmm. But uh, These results Getting those three points at Perth and the three points at Dundee United have made the difference from a potential three-point lead over Rangers to the seven-point lead they've got tonight. You know, and again, if you look back to last season, there's a lot of those moments last year when I could think of Ralston up at, up at Dingwall. Dundee um, United were on the receiving yeah, end a, a bad as well, so, yeah. yeah. there was some some big moments in that last last season. You know, and you can put it down to luck. What it is, is there's, there's constant pressure towards the goal. You know, they're asking a lot of questions and at those moments it's... 
the game. You're normally again, it's, it's cliche. You're vulnerable when you can uh, when you score. You know, and Celtic have taken full advantage of that in both of these situations, St Johnston and uh, and Dundee United. But there is a there's a real belief. There's a real feel good factor about how they play. They believe. You know, they they believe that they're going to win the game, and uh, no matter what. And I must say, it's. It's impressive the way that they're going about their business. They've, they've refound their form, and there's there's the domination side that, that Rangers had at the weekend against St Johnston. But what they've got is they've got a real cutting edge to their team mm. at the moment, and a real belief they can go and win any game. It's quite a dramatic afternoon as well, Mark. Lots of controversy. Definitely, um, the, the, the first hand ball, the penalty. Um, one of the biggest points is there if you look at it. Not one of the opposition players, not even uh, Big Fletcher, who headed the ball and seen where the ball hit. He, he, he landed and turned around and ran away. Not one player shouted for that penalty. And then, fair enough, if that is the rules, um, which they need, we keep hearing, oh, they need to be looked at, they need to be looked at. Is anybody behind the scenes actively, who's got the power, actively calling for this to be looked at? And if not, um, the referees, when they go to the monitors and look at that, the final words with them, so far the Scottish referees haven't shown the fortitude to turn down and go, no, I don't believe that was. It's my call was on the park and it wasn't a penalty. But they did give a penalty, but to actually book the player for it afterwards? Come on, guys. Yeah, I mean, there's a few things at play here, Roger. There's us getting to grips with VAR in mm-hmm. Scottish football. There's also the, the handball rule, which, to be honest, I feel like worldwide is causing a bit of mm-hmm. a bit of drama. You look in the English Premier League nearly every week. I'm sure there was one quite similar to Burnaby in And we've got a World Cup finals in two weeks' time. <laughs> yeah. There'll be some odd interpretations um, of the handball rule in Qatar, believe me. In, in La Liga the other night, Matt O'Reilly's the Celtic fans don't need me to tell them how harsh Matt O'Reilly's was in the Champions League with a French official. I can't remember the nationality of the official who gave a fairly ridiculous one against Conor Goldson in the Union game in the yeah. qualifier. So, handball is a bit of a minefield. And then we've got our coming to terms with VER on top of that. So I feel like it's all mounting up. And just to answer Mark's point on you know, who, who's looking at these rules, the handball rule has been tweaked over and over and over again. Yeah. This is meant to be the best, most up-to-date version they've brought out Silhouettes and unnatural positions. They've added bits about t-shirt lines and not. Now it's about but nonsense gone. Absolute un- nonsense. Being unnaturally bigger and even if it's a consequence of justifiable by the player's body movement, this rule's been getting tweaked all the time. Don't know what. Don't know why. And it's still open to, to the interpretation of human beings. Now I know Kenny didn't think Michael Smith's handball at Tyne Castle was a penalty. I did think it was a penalty. The officials didn't think it was a penalty. Mm. Loads of callers and Ange Postacoglu did think it was a penalty. And you can extrapolate that right through all the handballs. I've yet to meet someone who did think Alejandro Bernabe's at the weekend was a penalty. I was going to say, there's no a couple. I haven't met anyone that that thought that. But you you look at the VAR thing, and and Mark makes a good point about referees Mm -hmm. being in charge. VAR. The A in the middle of VAR is for assistant. Mm -hmm. He only assists the referee. The final decision is down to the referee. Mm-hmm. And the referee, when he went to have a look at Alejandro Bernabe's handball, should have shouted back to his video, assistant referee, don't be so silly. But again, that look, look, VR's new to us, but it's not new to football. You know that when they go to the monitor that they're pretty no. much 
Yeah, nine, ti- nine right. times or 99 times out of exactly. 100. Exactly, that's but the same international football, the Champions League, the English Premier League, you just know. But the week before, at Tannadice, John Beaton, oh, when he's called be over with Tony Watt, should be saying, don't be so silly. I agree that it can be done, but we all know, we've watched it, we can't pretend you've not watched four years of VAR before now. Yeah, yeah, we, we know what it usually means, but referees, they, they look weak a lot of the time when mm. they do it, and John Beaton, having got the decision right, Allowed himself to be talked out it, and then it went to an appeal, and they ruled that John Beaton was right in the first place. Burnaby hard done by Kenny. I think so. Again, the, the, the handball rule was just—it's—it's it's not just in Scotland. We get caught up in it. We think it's—it's it's, it's just the rule in, in, in general. It's going to be completely down to people's interpretation of what I say. Forget the rule and forget the uh, the law for a moment. It's down to the interpretation of the actual situation that they're looking at. Is it? I don't know what is it. Is it unnatural now? Is it the silhouette now? Is it is it in with the way that the body would should be naturally moving? I That's, don't know. That seems to be the problem. Yeah. I, I know in a, a roundabout way. I know why why that was given, Roger. It'll be it'll be to do with the height of his arm, right? Because ultimately the arm is up, right? It's not it's not anywhere near his side. It's up, and that ball's heading roughly goalwards. I mean, that's why it will be given. So for, there's every chance that every Scottish referee is listening to this and saying that's a handball all day long. You lot don't know what you're talking about. And that wouldn't be the first or the last time, um, but we said it at the weekend. There's just there's a. It seems like there's a very problematic line with the official handball rule, which says that you're you should be allowed for your arm as long as it's a consequence of or justifiable by the player's body movement for that specific situation. Sh- have, sh- have, surely, you, have you saved that phrase? Yeah, I've, I've been saying it in my sleep. Surely, because you, can you imagine you're having to use that phrase? On January 2 Yeah but listen During the open the line After an old firm game Surely Well Kenny you know Why Why is Burnaby's arm there? Well it's a, to him It's a natural reaction To how he was moving It's as simple as that He's, he's trying to head, head the ball, the ball yeah. And he's, he's headed it He's given an action One way and your arm goes Naturally So, kind what, of goes the other so way. somebody needs to take That line out the rule then Or what You know Unless I'm Unless I'm Misunderstanding What that sentence mm-hmm. means Um but overall, Mark, that wasn't enough to ruin your weekend. Oh, definitely not. Um, and then I, I, I just have to say, um, it was a quality Sunday, nice lazy Sunday, enjoyed it. Um, and then best Monday for a long time. Mondays are normally a terrible day, but yeah, it's been pretty good. Um, that's, that's football in Glasgow, Mark. You get to bounce into work. The Rangers fans dread it, and then it's. Um... I'm sure you've been in the reverse of it a few times before That's the way it works here Thank you to Mark and Mary Hill uh, Ian's in Greenock What's your take on the weekend's talking points Ian? How you doing Gordon? How you doing Roger? How you doing Kenny? Hi Ian um, I've, got a, I've got a number of points Just want to give a quick shout out to Kevin, my pal and Bobby And his good lady Trisha who's in hospital I hope she gets better soon um, But it's a couple of points I want to rewind to the Hearts game The penalty kick Michael Smith Blayton um, and Kenny um, I'll take you to task on this one I think you say that was not a penalty How is it not a penalty When he pulls his hand back And, and as if to say What have I done? Please a, answer it But can you know, we not argue too much About I, that one? Because we can... it, right. Well quickly I don't think it was a penalty Nor did the referees So 
they're clearly in a game right? but I get what you're saying but that's natural as well that when the, if the ball's going towards or even hits it's natural that you kind of pull it away and it can make you look guilty but I just think that Michael Smith's hands were by his side in a natural position without his body was moving because to, he was turning or whatever to deal right. with James Forrest trying to run at him maybe and he flips the ball into that air and hits his arm I just didn't think it was a penalty it definitely wasn't a deliberate handball don't worry Ian he thinks Burnaby was hard done by he's not out to get you next one at Bernabeu the, the young lady that was refereeing the, the penalty kick incident with Matt O'Reilly mm-hmm. he's going by a post hits his just above his elbow no goal scoring opportunity she gets a penalty she books him fast forward into the game Matt O'Reilly makes another tackle on Valverde and she gets a free kick now, that's another yellow card. So, that would make it a red card. She would need to go to the monitor for that because Matt Riley won the ball clearly. Kyogo with Eden Militao, the free kick in the edge of the box. Militao's about six feet six. Kyogo's about five feet two. And I think he, ca- he catches him slightly, but he gets down five seconds later. Booking and a free kick and then we'll go to the game on Saturday uh-huh. Bernabeu now I've played centre back I'm 5 feet 7 I won a lot of balls in the air I've got to go with my arms now the ball has come into his back with Stephen Fletcher Kenny Miller hit a nail on the head and Hank Roger the years ago said it Kevin, uh, Kenny, uh, Kenny, uh, what's his name? Kevin Clancy. No. Uh, no, no, he was Stephen... Tynecastle yesterday. I've got him in the brain. Stephen Fletcher. Aye. Stephen Fletcher didn't even shoot for a penalty kick. Now, it lasted four and a half minutes, five minutes. And he eventually went to the, the monitor. Now, Roger, you said most of the referees, when they go to the monitor, it's a, a penalty. Every referee that's went to the monitor, since it started, it's been a penalty kick. And then the, the last one I'm going to throw at you guys is the tackle on Jack and Marcus. I can't remember the boy's name. Sibbled, but, wasn't it? Sibbled. Is it Tony Sibbled? Craig. Boy played for Falkirk. Craig Sibbled. Uh, that's a red card all day long. Do you think so, Roger? Do you think that was a red? Um, I wasn't convinced it was a red. Um, I think... Ian's absolutely bang on about the Burnaby handball. It was ridiculous. He's bang on about Kyogo and Eddie Militao. It was an absolute nonsense of a decision. Um, so the refs are just as bad as the Champions League ones, is what you're saying? You could possibly say that. Right. I, I thought, you look it's at the compliment. handballs, they're all subjective. You could understand why the French referee gave the handball against O'Reilly. The second tackle, I know the one you mean, Ian. I wasn't convinced it was going to be enough for a, a second yellow card. To be fair, and likewise, I wasn't convinced about the sibled one at the weekend. It's one of those. It's not a million miles away from it, a bad tackle, but I don't think it would. No, I don't think it was a red card tackle. And then, of course, Roger, just to keep ourselves right, and I'm sure most people know this, you can't give out a yellow for on VAR. So if if the no. sibled one, if if the officials yeah. think, mm, do you know what that's. Yeah. It's not it's no clever, but it's yeah. not quite a red, it's probably a yellow. You Abs- then don't you then don't give that out Absolutely. Um on VAR. And that's um, that's probably what's probably what saved day. Craig Gordon yesterday. You know, the fact that VAR couldn't give 
couldn't guide the referee to give him a second yellow card. Yeah, you'd just be wondering why Kevin Clancy didn't give it in the first place. But not that I'm not that bitter or anything about it. Um, Kenny Craig Civil on Jackie Macus red card for you? No, I think it would have been a yellow. I think it would have been a yellow. Both players have got the boot high. Jackamakis just gets to the ball and there's a little bit of contact. I think he does make a little bit of um, a melee to be honest. Again, I I know Craig well. He's not that type of player. He's went. He's that went. Doesn't with a, I, 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 I know it doesn't, but I know he's made a genuine attempt to play the ball. There's no malice in that. I, I don't think it's mm. a red card. No. Yeah, thank you, Ian. In case you're wondering, I'm having technical difficulties on the full time teaser. And I know you're thinking, what? How, how can that? But I won't bore you with the details. I just can't get a teaser because my computer's playing up and we're busy anyway you're not missing it are we nah, we'll just bring it back tomorrow we'll just get all the answers anyway more, more no calls problem. next Scottish football's lead leader this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard we're on the home straight on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard we'll finish with another Rangers call I'm sure because there's lots still coming in about where things are at, the future of the manager and so on um, lots coming in on Twitter just on the subject before the break there was the handball uh, the penalty Dundee United got crazy. Catman sent me a still image, which I usually hate, to be fair, Roger. Um, but I get where he's going with this one because he says if you look at Ryan Edwards, um, who's the Dundee United player closest to Burnaby, his hand's in the same position. So it proves this is a natural position when heading the ball. Yeah. We've not heard the end of that phrase this season, have we? Absolutely not. And of course, there was one at Tynecastle at the end of the game yesterday. Sondre Solholm Johansson handball? Mm, a a bit further, isn't it, Kenny? He's probably has he got less of a case now. It pains me to say it, right? He has got less of a case, a but I still think to... there is a case. Really, I still Be- think because there is a it's case. the running motion. Because you could see the three steps prior to when the ball actually hit his hand. His hands moving in that exact kind of way, and then as he makes that third or fourth step, it hits mm. his arm. But his hands out there. Uh, it did look kind of natural to me, but listen, I think Do there is a case, and it's there for. People to debate. Do you know, Kenny? Producer Callum now has a special VAR jingle yeah, for, the, for the show on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. We used to just hit it when there was goals, but now we have to go like that. VAR review. That's how many oh, we're getting so I, I think, I think as well. when these three characters who are in on a Saturday afternoon <laughs> do their acca at three o'clock, should pick some VAR shows. They should also pick what game's going to be affected by a controversial <laughs> VAR handball People decision. People did tell me, I got inundated with messages saying we'd need to extend the show when VAR comes in. And I actually think we might need to because it's nearly 10 to 8. I need to speak to Robert and Kilmarnock. We've, not, we've not, still not scratched the surface. I mean, quickly then, George Grant gets sent off. Kevin Clancy just makes the decision. Fine. Yeah. VAR decides not to overturn it. Fine. That's okay. That, that, that's, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Hearts don't agree. They've appealed the decision. Yep. Inspiration. That's will be fascinating. Off the back of Tony, Tony Watt winning his appeal last Has week. Has he got less chance than Tony Watt? The same? More? Oh, I think he's got a lot less of a chance than Tony Watt. You don't think he'll get that overturned? No. Right. Okay. What Bush. else? SFV. What else was there? Um, Friday night. Friday night. Drama. Yep. Um, Did Duke go diving? Oh, yes. You've heard of a swan dive? That was a duck dive. Kenny? Yeah, same. Yeah, no. Can't argue. Nope. What else have we missed? St Mirren, do they not they don't feel hard done by about something? I feel like there's so many. Every week? No, particularly at the weekend. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Oh, you can now. give me a call tomorrow because there's bit listen, there's loads. There are absolutely loads. Like on a serious note, and I'll be honest, I didn't notice this today. And someone sent me, look at this. Alex Cochran and Matt Penny are both encroaching when Lauren Shanklin scores the winning penalty so it should have been retaken why is VAR not looked at it it is a minefield so much to get through and for me one of the big things is still the delays Gordon yeah. nine and a half minutes at Pitodri yeah that's the bit we can all agree on isn't you it? can't have that it doesn't even matter what Ange Postacoglu is correct on that point 
Yeah, I wonder about the footballing impact, Kenny. I don't know if you heard Ange Postacoglu. You know, he actually he didn't complain. I mean, he had his wee dig about Michael Smith and at heart, but he didn't even complain that much about Burnaby as such. He was just saying, it just just the time. You know, if we're going to make it, just do it and just make it quicker. Get it done. There was a delay to check one of Celtic's goals as well. He doesn't say much about refs or discipline or anything like that, but he was he was pretty upset, I think, or frustrated at the process. Because I think that's the one thing that can, that, that, that could be a, bit, a little bit more efficient is the time. I mean, it's there. You've got all the angles. You've got the communication between the referee and the assistant referee. I just think they need to come to the conclusion a lot quicker, particularly in that situation. Because Andrew's right. It does. You don't want it to disrupt the football. You know, and that's ultimately it. And when it's coming in, which it was always going to come in, it was to better it. But when you're having these lengthy breaks, it can just it, mm. it does just disrupt the whole flow of a game. Which might suit smaller teams going to Celtic Park and Ibrox. You never know. Uh, Robert's a Rangers fan. You'll be rounding things off tonight, Robert. Give us the official summary of Giovanni Van Bronckhurst and where Rangers are at. Well, to start with, um, I would like to talk about the European, um, the European campaign, Rangers and Celtic. In my opinion, this is a level... Celtic are at. Maybe not getting beat with so many goals, but in the groups, then we should be walking that group each time. But last year's uh, European endeavours for Rangers, I think we're punching way above our weight, and it's given us some, like, I don't know, some extra, making the fans think that we're going to do more than we've got to do. But the bottom of the line is the bread and butter is the SPL. Van Broncos took over, six points clear. And we get beat by four points in the league this season again. Seven points down just now. The bread and butter is SPL. That's what it needs to be, be making a headway in. And has his league record is, is his league record good enough to keep him in a job or bad enough that he needs to go? I think it's bad enough he needs to go. As I say, bread and butter is the SPL. Aye, Europe is, is an extra, but the SPL is what we need. Why do you have no faith that he can turn it round? Because we've had actually a few calls. I must admit, more than I thought of it, a good few calls defending him. Why won't he turn it round? Well, as I say, last season when he took over, we were six points clear, and we finished four points behind. This season, right now, we're seven points behind. It just seems as if he can't do it in the SPL. He's done okay in Europe, but still, the SPL is the bread and butter. That's where we need to be winning games. And no harm to the other teams, but. Like St Johnson, the knees, but we should be winning these games. Simple as that. I, I don't mind people, Gordon, coming onto the show saying that Liverpool, Napoli, and Ajax should all beat Rangers in the Champions League group. They're probably correct. Given the budgets, Liverpool, Napoli, and Ajax should all beat Rangers in the Champions League group. But by the same coin, if that's the case, Rangers should not be losing at Perth. They should not be drawing at home to Livingston. They should not be dropping points at Hibs. They should not be struggling to get past Dundee at home in the League Cup. Um, they should not be losing 4-0 with a dreadful display at Celtic Park. That is where Rangers' problems lie. Because we keep throwing the word bigger around, Kenny. There are, there are scales there. The gap between Rangers and Ajax's finance is nowhere near the gap between Rangers and St. Johnson or Rangers and Livingston. No, we're neither. No, it's not. Uh, I mean, but it's still big. You know, it's still like, really big. So, I mean, Red Robert's bang on. Where Rangers and not so much Celtic, I think they could, they could definitely have been competing with Shakhtar. Uh, but it's where definitely Rangers would have finished in that group. You know, it's, uh, but I've said it myself. Champions League is great, and that's the achievement of winning the league. When when I played uh, 
2008 to 2011 at Rangers the accumulation you you got rewarded to the Champions League by winning the league it was always 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 the bread mm. and butter when you set out you need to win the cups you need to win the league and that's what it is and I agree with Robert that that needs to be the the, the full focus and it will be the full focus moving, moving forward but that has to, the performances have to improve. Everything we've talked about, it needs to be better because at this moment, Rangers are not winning the league. In fact, it's only going to, the gap's only going to get bigger if the performances continue the way they're going. Any chance Rangers win this league from here, Robert? Um, the way things are going right now, I can't see it. And looking back in the past, as I say, last season, Van Bronckhorst has done nothing but bring it down for the SBL. And as in now, I can't see it. And yes, you can maybe say the players ever here and there, but no harm to their teams, lower than us, but we should still be a good enough team out to beat St. Johnson, to beat Dundee. And, and I don't mean that bad to other teams, but our budgets and stuff like that, we should still be able to do that. You're a good man, Robert. Thank you for taking the time. That was Robert in Kilmarnock. It's been a very, very busy show. My apologies that we couldn't do it for longer. We've got so much more to get through. We need to get stuck more into the Rangers discussion. We've got more on various VAR calls and drama and credit to St Johnston and it was a dramatic finish at Celtic Park and lots of things we didn't get through entertainment is uh, the name of the game at Tynecastle it seems at the moment as well but the good thing is we're back tomorrow and we can do it all again with Mark Wilson and Gordon DL from 6 o'clock so thanks to Kenny thanks to Roger the biggest thanks as always goes to you and you can stay right there because Callum Gallagher is up next <laughs>